You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City, or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Philippians chapter 2, this is a famous text. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he, Jesus, made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Father, we come to you today as Radiant Church in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And we forever and ever and ever are so grateful that God became a man, the incarnate deity. We sing these songs with great joy because our lives are forever changed because of Jesus. And so on this Christmas Eve, we celebrate with renewed marvel, the grandeur, the greatness of Jesus, God becoming man, the servant that wrapped himself in flesh and came to earth. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Last Sunday, I was able to hold... Uh, Josh and Becca Gudapati's brand new baby boy. His name is Mike. He was born on December 7th, nine pounds. And I'm holding this little baby and realizing this, this little tiny baby can't take care of himself. This little tiny baby, completely dependent on others. This little tiny, I mean, nine pounds, I mean, tiny. To try to fathom, to try, someone's like, nine pounds, that's a big baby. Ha. <laughs> To try to imagine this idea, wrap your brain, your mind around the concept of God becoming a baby, it's just, honestly, it's unfathomable. I mean, no matter how many preachers say meditate on it, it's just like, it's a mind bender. Like, we just can't quite imagine Jesus. I mean, when we read the scriptures, we read he's creator, John 1. In the beginning was the word. Word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. All right, Jesus, there, right there at creation. I love the Isaiah 6 moment where we read about the seraphim. I mean, holy, 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 the angelic choir. I mean, you've got right there the throne. The, I mean, at the feet. Holy, holy, holy. When you think about you coming to earth, I mean, you, you didn't exist before, but God, Jesus, existing eternity past. And he's, he's the God that just breathes and creates. I mean, he's the God that the entire heavenly scene is filled with worship of him. And so for us to even begin to comprehend what it means that from that scene to a baby, it's hard to even fathom. From that scene to little nine pound baby, five or four, whatever it is, little tiny baby, it's just, I mean, we can't even comprehend it. And we can't even comprehend the privileges that he turned his back on. And there's a Paul's getting right here as he talks in Philippians 2. It's, he's being found in human likeness. He humbled himself. I mean, just that phrase, he humbled. I mean, how low, how low did he go? And how, how do we even begin to think about how low he went? I mean, as you and I try to even imagine the, 
if you will, the downgrade, the step down. God becomes man for humanity that we could enter into relationship with him, but just trying to comprehend, just trying to grasp this idea. I mean, we don't ever want to step down, you and me. You and I, we don't ever want the downgrade. Like we're never like standing there in the airport, checking our United app to find out if we made the downgrade list. You know, like, is it possible? No, we, we actually, we want to upgrade everything. Let's upgrade the car. Let's, up, let's upgrade the house. Let's upgrade the clothes. Let's, let's upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. But this is forever the story of your king who made the, the, the downgrade that, you, that we can't even fathom. A few years ago, I went on a flight with a buddy of mine to Nepal, and we're standing there about to board, and all of a sudden, he gets a notification that he has been upgraded to first class as we fly over the ocean. And so they said, Mr. Middlebrook, here's your first class ticket. Mr. Perkins, back of the plane. <laughs> and during the middle of the night when it's pitch black and I'm sitting between two strangers and I cannot sleep because I'm a terrible sleeper, I sneak up into first class and there he is feasting on better food than me, laying down on his, in his first class cabin. And all I feel is I want that upgrade. And nobody in first class was willing to downgrade to economy. I'm like, hey, come on. You want, there's some strangers back there, middle seat, in the back by the bathroom, brother. Nobody wants to downgrade. It, it, we, we, we never want to downgrade. I mean, so imagine with me today this, this, I mean, we can't even fathom this intentional, how low can I go? This intentional step down. This intentional, though he was rich, yet for our sakes, he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. Like we just can't imagine the king becomes a man. The song that she just sang. Man, the lion becomes a lamb. The, the magnitude, the grandeur of the exalted heavenly throne room and, and God. God, not like, not like backup quarterback to God, second place God. I mean, God, like part of the Godhead. Jesus comes to earth. And we've got this, this story, this part of our testimony of God saying, I'll forego the privileges of heaven and go down. Like we don't, if you and I ever get upgraded, if we ever get something nice, we want to hold on to it. We want to cling to it. We don't empty ourselves, right? That's just, that's, that's the way we make it up in our culture. Like, hey, just let's, let's, let's get the upgrade and then let's stay there. Renata and I, um, not long after we got married, living in Colorado, we were invited to be on a Christian game show. I know it's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, I know, I look back and it, I know, it's, 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 but it's, it's Christian TV, everybody, don't ever watch it. <laughs> Christian TV, they had video cameras and they were, and so we, we went in and we go to this Christian game show and they, it was a marriage Christian game show. And so we get there and they had, a, they had a couple in their 20s 
couple in their 40s, couple in their 60s. And the whole idea was how, hey, as you walk in marriage, you get to know each other better. You can answer questions better. And, and the thought was, you know, that the people in their 60s would win the, the equivalent of the all-new newlywed game, except for they put Renata and I a little low on the expectation because we mm, came through first place, everybody. First place. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have never dunked, but I have won Christian marriage game shows. I mean, mm, victory is mine, baby. Anyway, and so uh, I expected when they handed us the first place envelope for it to be like, you know, here's a $20 gift card. <laughs> you know, that's what Christian TV would do. Just bless you, brother. But it was better than I thought because they handed us an envelope to the Broadmoor, which is the five-star hotel in Colorado that is just, a li- I mean, it's, it's amazing. I mean, five stars, it's pretty nice. And so Renata and I got there, looked around, and we thought to ourselves, this is us. <laughs> you know? That little two-bedroom house off Powers, that's not really us. This suits us just fine. The thread count, the bathtub, the pool, oh, the pool, the, I mean, the, it, like the chocolate on the bed before you go to sleep. I mean, it's just the, we were like, and after 24 hours, we didn't want to leave. It just suits us just fine. Imagine not a day, but eternity backwards. Not five stars, but 10,000 stars. All the way down to the half star barn where the incarnate deity, God, takes steps downward. God of the universe. I mean, God. He says, my love is so great and I want relationship with my people so badly, and I want to create a way for them to enter into relationship with me forever, and I don't want any of them to perish, but all of them to come to repentance so that they might live and know and walk with and have an encounter with and be with me, that I will voluntarily forego 10,000 stars, and I'll take steps, and I'll go down. And God became, the word becomes flesh, is the way that John 1 says it. The word became flesh, lived for a while among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. How much glory did they see? Not all. Not all. I mean, right here, he humbles himself, but he, he never leaves who he is as God. He is always God. But we sang that song a moment ago, it veiled, the deity veiled in flesh. So, so the flesh, it, it, you can't, you don't see all the glory, but the glory's all there. Like he's still God. So the incarnate deity, God on earth, walking around on the planet. And I, what I love is when we read the story and we read through the gospels, we do find little hints of his glory. Like not all, but we see some. Like we... We see these moments where he comes to earth and this, this, there's a little bit of 
a little bit of glory when all of a sudden the angelic choir is singing to the shepherds. <laughs> glory to God in the highest. I mean, that's not your average birth. But then there's this, there's this moment, right, where, I mean, you, you, Isaiah 53 says there's nothing about him, nothing in his appearance that would attract us to him, which means he just, he was a human being, like he just looked like us. You couldn't, you couldn't see it, but you find these little moments of glory. So he's just, 30 years, he's just a carpenter, you can't see it, but then, wait a minute, that Matthew 3 story, well, all of a sudden, God the father speaks audibly. This is my son whom I love with whom I'm well pleased. That's not your average baptism. Wait a minute, what? Or maybe Matthew 14, a little bit later where he comes out to his disciples walking on water. And so just a, he unveils just a little bit of his glory. And you see just a little bit here and there. A little bit Matthew 17. So, I mean, those three disciples, they saw just a little bit more when all of a sudden Moses and Elijah show up. Jesus' face shines like the sun. He's radiant white. And all of a sudden they're like, ay, 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 he, he might, he might, he is, oh, wow. I mean, he is God. Veiled, glory, can't see all. And there's... Jesus' prayer, John 17, just before he goes to the cross, where he says, Father, verse 4 and 5, where he talks about, Father, I desire to be with you, with the glory that I had before the world began. Right? Because he's gone lower, 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 lower. And in that moment, in what's called the high priestly prayer, where he's about to go to the cross, he actually, at that moment, goes even lower as he goes to a cross. And the story of Jesus is one. <laughs> there is a day where Philippians 2, it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. <laughs> we got this moment where we've got this picture of God on a rescue mission to rescue you, to rescue me. And God creator, heavenly seen, exalted, says, how low can I go so that the most broken thieves messed up, the most broken human beings cross the board, not just the churchy people, not just the good looking people, not just the rich people, not just the fill in the blood, but every single one might be rescued. And he goes on this rescue plan where he says, how low can I go? And so God becomes man, manger, dirty, opposite of 10,000 stars. Born to peasants, poor. But you know what? That's not as low as he goes. A couple years later, we read the story of how Herod is trying to have all the babies killed in order to take out Jesus. So he flees to Egypt, little tiny baby in another land, not even where he's from, ba God, Egypt. And then he goes even lower than that because then we've got these stories of 
the one who, the scripture says that, I mean, imagine seraphim falling down before him. I mean, angelic creatures falling down before him at his feet. When we read about where it's going, it's everybody falling down before him. I mean, that, the, down at his feet will be worshiped. But in John 13, we have this story of the king who became the man, who became the servant. He takes the towel. And when no servant showed up for the food to take care of the disciples washing their feet, he takes their feet and he goes even lower and he washes their feet and the suddenly there he is at the feet of tax collectors and fishermen. God goes lower and lower. How low? How low? Now he doesn't even stop there because then he goes even lower because the very ones that he walked with leave him. And the very ones that he washed their feet reject him. Now he's alone, rejected, a human being. And it doesn't stop there because he goes even lower because then he's beaten and whipped. And it doesn't even stop there because then he goes even lower still all the way to being crucified like a common criminal, as low as he can go. so that you, through his poverty, might know God, that you might have relationship with him forever. And so when we sing, it is not just a ceremony. It is not just kind of uh, some kind of behavior that we do as Americans on Christmas. No, 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 no. This is about God, the king, who became a man for you. And I think as I think about a church. Imagine with me a church that isn't on the ever intentional cultural slide to say, how much upgrades can we get? How can we use the privileges that we have to be somebody, to have some comfort, to make life good for me? But imagine a people that are transformed by the example and the ever-present relationship with a servant king where we say, I wanna use the privileges that he has given me to see how low can I go? And can I take care of the poor? Can I be a heralder of the good news? Can I take care of a need? Can I serve in a church that looks like that? A church that is on the intentional effort, says, I've got some time, I've got, I can sing, I, 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 I've got some energy. I've got some finance. I, I've got, here's, here's the privileges that I have. What I have. Man, I want to go low. Man, I, I don't, I don't need, need to spend my life taking a step up. I want to I use the privileges that I have, the privileges that have been given to me, that I could be like my servant king. And I'll go low and... There's a way that a city sees Jesus. When there's a people that have got out of the upgrade culture to live in the perpetual 
I'll be a servant. How low can I go, culture? That they start to see there's, there's some light there. There's some there's some, something different than the dark world that we live in where it's all selfish and about me and my comfort. There's some light going on in that person. Why does she take care of that kid instead of fill in the blank? Why does he give so sacrificially? Why, why don't they have the, the, the fascination with themselves and comfort? Oh, it's because they have been transformed by their servant king. And they're starting to go low like he went low. And all of a sudden, our little lights, man, light up a city. Let's pray together. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory@radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radiant Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radiant Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast.